Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine and special guests soon to be announced all the way down from Melbourne, Australia. Larry, it's morning where you are. It's evening where I am. It's a different day. How is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know, it's, so it's interesting. So we're sitting here. I'm looking at you. It's what? It's 7, 8, 8.40 in the morning. And I'm drinking a cup of coffee and it's 540 on a Friday afternoon. And I won't tell people what you're drinking. How's that? <laughs> well, hey, it is uh, definitely time to wind down here, but we're winding up the Selling from the Heart podcast. And uh, we are excited to welcome back second appearance, our favorite author, unbelievable. Everyone in the tribe knows about Bernadette McClelland. Uh, so live and in person with Larry, welcome Bernadette. Hey, thanks so much. It's um, it's it's pretty cool to have the guy sitting next to me at my kitchen bench, uh, <laughs> over a cup of coffee and a peppermint tea. <laughs> uh, I am I am extremely jealous, uh, but very excited about the conversation we're going to have today. And man, I wish I could be there on Monday for the prospecting masterclass. That's going to be incredible. Well, you know you can, Daryl. If you hopped on an airplane, probably <laughs> right. soon. By the time you go from Little Rock to Los Angeles to Australia, you can make it in time. <laughs> Fair enough. And I don't know if that'll be a good idea, you know, because we're stuck. We're booked out. Oh, oh yeah, booked out. Sorry, sorry. If they, yes, standing room only, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I usually operate as Larry's security detail, so I probably could get in the door, but. We're, <laughs> We're excited uh, about the conversation today, and uh, but Bernadette, you've answered this question before, but I'm going to put you on the spot once again, because we ask every guest on the Selling from the Heart uh, podcast, and we, we kind of feel like your family, but we're going to ask you anyways, what does it mean to you these days to sell from the heart? When you think about and, selling from the heart, what comes to mind? And you can't go back to the first podcast you're on and listen to it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, it's um, it, it's amazing because I I was actually just looking for something then. Selling from the heart from for for me means just. Well, I shouldn't even say the word just because that negates what I'm going to say next. Selling from the heart for me means going in there having a conversation with a buyer, totally with an intention to help them grow. Mm. And you know, you go in with that mindset and you believe that. You will get the business. You will categorically get the business. And then the next part of that is following through and, and making sure that not just what you've said happens, but that you continue to to have their back. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Hey, you know, hey, you know what else, Daryl? You know what was kind of cool? Because I was listening to Bernadette. So, I mean, I came down here because I'm working. I was part of a sales event for uh, – for large OEM down here. And what was really interesting is I started introducing the manifesto. 
So remember the manifesto that we podcasted on last week? Absolutely. And by the way, just a little time out there. Thank you to everybody for all the interaction on the uh, Selling from the Heart, the brand new Selling from the Heart LinkedIn group. If you haven't joined yet, just hit LinkedIn, search for Selling from the Heart group. You'll find it. And we are actually writing the manifesto together. It's been a blast uh, seeing what everyone's chiming in on that. But what was really interesting is because I brought some of the selling from the heart, you know, quotes and things like that from the manifesto. And, you know, what was, you know, what was the biggest hit of the whole three days laid on me. <laughs> I got salespeople just laughing when they heard the term that selling from the heart sales professionals lead with the heart and not the wallet because people can smell commission breath a mile away. Oh, they, love yes. they love that. That was the highlight of the whole event was that phrase. Commission breath, near and dear to my heart. People can smell it. And I think it really, that is actually a great springboard for today's conversation, which is how do you start conversations? How do you get a buyer engaged? Because salesperson walks in the room, uh, literally or digitally, um, and and immediately um, the guards are up, right? The commission breath, the uh, all the the terrible things uh, that people have have thought about sales reps, justified or or unjustified, come to mind, and we meet all this sales resistance right out out the gate. So, how do we start conversations with clients? Uh, and I think uh, Bernadette, your uh, definition of selling from the heart being an intention to help people grow. Boy, that's that's really a key to the whole ball game, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, that's what our role is. I mean, our role is to um, you know help our families grow. Like to put money in our pocket, so that's mm-hmm. that's critical. It's to help our business grow. I mean, if it's not, if it's not if the business is not making sales, well, we don't have a job. And and in order to help the business grow, we need to help our clients grow. Mm-hmm. So that they keep coming back for more and they refer us on to others. Um, and, you know, we can upsell and we can cross-sell and we can do all those wonderful things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all about growth, totally all about growth. But, but you know, here, here lies the, the difficult thing. And I saw it in the event that I was at and so forth. As everyone talks about, we have to drive new business. We have to drive new business. Well, in order to drive new business, you have to open up new conversations. And mm-hmm. thus, that's the misalignment because... Unfortunately, a lot of salespeople are calling on current accounts. We have to do that. Our current clients, we have to take care of them. But you get in this comfort zone where you're driving a conversation around somebody who knows you. Yep. Yeah. And there's that level of trust and so forth that all of a sudden these seasoned tenured sales reps or sales reps in general, all of a sudden now are put on the spot when you have to go out and drive new business because that means new conversations, new people to talk to, and they're out of practice. Their message is misaligned. Yeah, they're out of they're out of practice. I, I agree with that, and and I also think that you know you can get so caught up as an account manager, you can just get so caught up in in bringing back issues, and in um you know this whole it's it's a procrastination strategy in some in some aspects being an account manager, um, because it's so easy to get caught up in the minutia of a, of a client of a client's account. Um, where you, yeah, you can justify your time spent at a client's um, working on, you know, on what's happening at the moment um, or helping them out or being the problem solver. You know, the challenger sale talks about the problem solver salesperson. But you've got to get out there as well. So I think that's, that's a really good point. I was, I was uh, a part of a strategy session today for a nonprofit I'm involved in, and 
um, the consultant that was there just brought up the best point. He goes, you know, we, we were all absorbed in the process of how we we're going to get stuff done. And, you know, it was good to have that, that time out from the consultant to say, Hey, what are you guys actually trying to accomplish here? You know, what's it, it going back to Simon Sinek, you know, what's the why in this situation? And, and if you go in the door with the intention to help them grow, the intention to help them succeed, um, a great way to, to start conversation around that, whether it's with a net new or whether it's with a client is to remember to ask <laughs> what, what does, what does success look like? What are you excited about? What's, you know, what's, what's animating you these days? What, what's driving your business and um, taking the time in virtually every context, customer, um, non-customer, client, non-client, sorry, and asking them about their business and, and, and what, what success looks like for them and, and where they're, you know, I hate to say their challenges around that. I think, I think we start with the, just that definition of what, what are you excited about at your business today? Or yeah, your but, personal you, life? but you got to, but you have to mean con- it. But you also got to put it in context. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. I think, you, you do have to mean it. You do have to mean it. Of course you do, because that's where you're going to pivot off right. the, the, the remainder of the conversation. But it's kind of even before that, <coughs> it's it's understanding what your outcome is. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. the timing, the context of asking that question, how you position yourself, how you transition from, you know, your rapport building all of that stuff comes in it beforehand. And, and, you know, you talk about tension and you talk about buyers, you know, having this resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there is high tension from, you know, a buyer when a salesperson walks in the door. But there's also high tension from the salesperson when the salesperson walks in the door. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's even going back further. So, you know, you, have, you really got to address that as well. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I remember my first ever sales call. I sat in the car for half an hour before I went in wondering how am I going to, what am I going to say? And yet I'd had all the spin training in the world. So, yes. <laughs> that, well, that, that's why sales reps have sweaty palms when they're staring at the phone on their desk. Well, you know, it is, it's so true. I mean, that moment, that first moment of any sales interaction is so stressful. Uh, yeah. And I've never thought about it that way. I mean, the rep stressed out, the client, the prospect is, is high tension. And, you know, so what can we do to diffuse some of the stress of that moment in a meaningful way? Not okay, so I'm, I'm going to throw something out because it just triggered a conversation I had a couple days ago. So, you know, we're talking about sales reps today must learn how to drive a, ca- uh, drive a conversation face-to-face. They have to learn how to drive a conversation online, and they have to learn how to drive it in many different ways. So this, this guy comes up to me a couple days ago, and he says, I just don't understand how to drive an online conversation. I just don't get it. I don't know the concept around it or anything like that. And I go, okay, stop, time out. And by the way, Daryl, this will make sense in a second. And I said, well, do you have it? I mean – do you even think twice about having conversations with your friends? I go, he goes, no. I said, if you're in a circle of friends and one of your friends introduces you to somebody you've never met before and you walk up and you shake their hand, do you have any problem? Do you think about what you're going to say or is it just a normal flow of conversation? He says, 
it's just a normal flow. I said, so then why are you having such a difficult time driving a conversation with somebody you don't know or driving a conversation on a phone? I think we overthink this as sales reps because a lot of times we're thinking about that appointment. We've got to get an appointment real fast. We've got to say whatever we can say to get that appointment. So I'm sitting here listening to you and Bernadette and I go, sales reps must listen with the intent to learn as opposed to listen with the intent to sell. And it has to be curious around driving some of those questions and being intentful with it and truly meaning it. I think it's also, um, you know, I do a lot of um, conference speaking, keynote speaking, and and the switch for me as a speaker, and it's no different to a salesperson, is the minute you realise that who you're speaking with, uh-huh. sorry, the minute you realise that it's not about you, yeah. then things happen. So, so where I'm coming from here, if you as a salesperson are really, you've got sweaty palms and all of that and, and you're, you're sitting in your car for half an hour beforehand and, and you're, you know, you, you, your tension's really high, there's, you know, you're feeling kind of really scared and all the rest of it, who are you thinking about? And yeah. the point here is thinking about yourself. But if you can sit there and think, you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, great strategic, you know, think tank in your car or before you go in a call, but if you sit there and and just really calmly think, okay, you know what, I'm going in to have a conversation, it may not work and it may not be the right person and you just completely lose this whole emotional attachment to it but at the same time keep the right kind of emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, then, then that's where you can go in, and you can just so be yourself, and and that's a game changer. Wow, I think uh, like as sales professionals, we should get it tattooed on our forearm. It's not about me, <laughs> you know. That is, a, and and I think we we've. I mean, the pressure on on all of us as sales professionals to perform to deliver to get net new, to keep the current clients happy, to hit the quotas and all of that. There's an incredible pressure to perform it. It almost reminds me of um, a good friend of mine is, uh, was a, a Olympic tennis coach and is now a professional life coach. And, and he, he, you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me, his name's Pablo Giacopelli and Pablo said, Daryl, he goes, when my tennis players were focused on winning the match, they did terrible but when they could just be present in the moment and, uh, you know, just focus on what's going on at that time, everything changed. They didn't focus on winning. Uh, they focused on being present, serving, listening, like Larry's saying. Um, it, it really changed. And I think going in with that intention, uh, yeah, I think most of the time I, I, I know I'm guilty of this. I go in with the intention to close business. Now, don't hear me wrong. We're all here to close business and we're here to, to make that happen. But, but that's a given. How many times do I walk into the appointment, walk into a conversation with the intention of how can I serve? How can I help this client grow? How can I help them um, succeed? That's, I mean, that's a game changer in terms of, you know, it, the conversation isn't just the words we say, it's the, the whole, the words are probably, uh, you know, 20%, 80% is the vibe around all of it. 
Um, I think we can change the game and starting conversations when we change our intentions. Okay, so then why is it so difficult? So, so here, let, let me just kind of jump in here as well because I've kind of coached a number of salespeople around around this very thing. So, yeah, and I'm going to align it with speaking as well. So there are so many, and it, when I say speaking, it could be a boardroom presentation, it could be a dem, it could be anything, and so and the sales conversation. So many people will try to remember the right words to say in a presentation. Mm-hmm. And they will try to memorize the words. And as a result of that, they're continually thinking about what to say next on stage or in the front of a room. That is not dissimilar to a salesperson where they've had some form of formal training and they said, oh, my God, okay, after this question, I've got to ask these series of questions. And then I've got, oh, no, hang on, there's discovery. Hang on, implications, does that come in next? And they're completely in their head as far as following the script or following the strict framework mm-hmm. when you can just realize that you know you understand your purpose for being there you understand that there's some certain milestones that you've got to have in your conversation and you have this loose framework but you dance within that framework mm-hmm. and and you're totally yourself and just so long as you know what your outcome is and you walk away with the next logical step that allows you to be present. That, um, and it, it's just like speaking on stage. You get up, you make your mistakes. You, you, it doesn't matter because people, you know, as I keep saying, our BS meters are so finely tuned today. We would, I would much rather have someone sitting in front of me that was smiling and that was to the point and themselves rather than someone who was following some strict, you know, you can sense it. Yes. You know, and, and Bernadette brings up some good points because I'm sitting there going back, you know, like 20 years ago when the sales manager would lay out scripts for us and we'd be sitting in the sales mm-hmm. bullpen and they go, this is what you have to memorize. And you'd have all these pieces of paper, yes. right, stick notes and documents <laughs> up in your cubicle if you all operated in a cubicle. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there, you pick up the phone and you dial and somebody miraculously happens to answer the phone. <laughs> And then you start going through these, you know, the talk tracks and people sense that. And right. I think still to this day, if we fast forward to today, a lot of that's still happening. So it, that's where people are struggling. You know, it, yeah. is, is that whole we're, we're, we want to turn salespeople. I'm not saying all, but we want to turn salespeople into these, hey, follow these strict rules, follow these strict, you know, mm. conversations to have. And quite frankly, as a salesperson already knows, it's not it's not in me to say it, but I have to say it because my boss is asking me to say it. Yeah. What I, what I would suggest um, as a, I guess a, a how to um, is, and, and my daughter, Danielle um, works with me um, and she helps me with lead generation or the rest of it. And yes, we still pick up the phone by the way. Um, and it's bullet point. If you just had a bullet point, of two or three parts to your whole, you know, let's just say you're making an appointment. You know, there will be three or four different components to that conversation. Mm. And if you just bullet point the conversation and allow yourself to free fall within the bullet point, you're going to show up as somebody who is just so naturally, authentically normal and human Mm. as opposed to somebody who you can clearly tell is uncomfortable and awkward and, and reading from a script. 
I think that that's great. And that's, that's fantastic. And, and that requires planning, thinking about, I mean, all the stuff that we should be doing, right. I think the script rep walks in without uh, necessarily understanding even, or necessarily thinking about what the goal of that appointment is other than, you know, kind of the commission breath comes out when they're, when they're, you know, like, I got to hit quota, I got to hit quota, you know, it, it, it's really just going, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. Here's the purpose. Here's the payoff. Um, you know, here's the plan for this meeting. And, and you're right. We'll dance within that framework. I think that's a beautiful way um, to look at it. And, and I think, uh, yeah, that's great. It's what we're doing right now. <laughs> I think the other thing too, Daryl, is that, you know, not getting an appointment. Let, well, I know we've gone to the phone and we're not getting, you know, it could be, it could be LinkedIn, it could be anywhere um, for that initial lead generation. But not getting the appointment is okay because if you, it's a long game that we're playing now. And if you are showing up in your buyer's world in some way or another, it could be direct mail, it could be online, it could be networking events, whatever it may be. If you're showing up um, and what you're doing is bringing value to the table as you show up, mm-hmm. it could be a year down the track. It could be, and you know, I've got so much business from from past, in the past. Yes. So, so, you know, that's another key thing um, for leaders to remember is don't ride your people too hard because it's a different world we're in now. Yeah, but and I, and I agree, and it goes back to, uh, you know, we all know that salespeople, you know, unfortunately at this stage they still have quotas, right? Quotas are at least some kind of a minimal benchmark as far as what you have to do. And I think the reason why this becomes so difficult is we look at things in that 30 day window where we look at things, you know, I got to hit my quota Mm -hmm. in 30 days. So I got to find somebody who's ready to buy something right now. I got to go, you know, I have to hit my quarter numbers at the end of a quarter so I can get my bonus. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to prospecting and open up new conversations, they're, they're doing it in a certain way because they're looking for the now. And Bernadette talked about the long game is if sales reps consistently looked at this on a daily basis and they held themselves to, non-negotiable things they have to do every day, which means I just have to start one or two new conversations in conjunction with finding somebody who's ready to buy something right now in conjunction with moving a deal along the funnel. Yeah. Then they're not going to be in this predicament, but all too often they don't think in the long game. They think in the short game. Can I throw something else in here as well? Um, you know, there's, and we talk about metrics and we talk about, you know, hitting numbers and, and, and getting results in this, you know, 30-day window or whatever it might be. And we're relying or we're basing that on hardcore outcomes from, you know, you, know, you make a call, you go see someone for the first visit and it doesn't work out, you know, or, or, the, or you feel really good about it, and, but there's nothing there right now. Your intuition plays a huge part in all of this as well. So you can't put gut feel on the board. Mm. You can't put gut feel in your numbers. But, you know, my, I don't know about you guys, but, but you know, my pipeline has gut feel in it and that gut feel eventually comes to fruition because I'm looking after it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So we can't discount our intuition when it comes to, um, you know, kind of like having call, um, having those calls and, and moving, moving them forward somehow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's excellent. 
Well, this is uh, this has always been a fun conversation. It's always fun talking to Bernadette. And if you are one of the, if, if you're living under a rock and you haven't read the art of commercial conversations yet, <laughs> at McClellan, and I mean this with all sincerity, and I say this every time I talk to you, Bernadette, the book is phenomenal, and it is like a. Um, it's like a book you want to meditate on. In, in, I mean that, that there are so many nuggets of sales wisdom in that book for today's sales professionals. And I know um, all of our crowd is going to absolutely enjoy it. We'll make sure to put a link to the book in the show notes. And so you can follow Bernadette as well. I wish I could be a fly on the wall for this prospecting masterclass with Bernadette <laughs> and Larry in the same room at the same time. It's going to be dynamite. <laughs> Uh, well, well, okay, Daryl, you can still fly over here and still be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I was already told I can't get a ticket, Larry. So, uh, but, that's, but, but, but that's okay. You're my bodyguard. So in case I fall over the place and embarrass Bernadette, you can pick me up off the floor. Oh man, that's fantastic. Well, everybody, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us this week. Thanks, Daryl. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's, it's been a blast. And uh, to all of our, our uh, community out there is selling from the heart. Uh, just a sincere thank you. It is, um, it's, a, it's a total pleasure uh, working and engaging with, with all of you on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, give us a shout out. We'll put the, the, the connects in the show notes. But till next week, be genuine, be real, do the hard work, drive authentic conversations, bring bullet points, don't bring scripts. Be real and authentic, and most of all, have an intention to help your clients grow. And in the middle of all of it, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.